0: We're back with our final topic in our burnout
1: series before our masterclass starts next week. We're going to be talking today about marketing, clinical outcomes, and burnout. We've covered the gamut, haven't we? We've talked about first identifying the burnout, that this existed before the pandemic, and we're just seeing a heightened awareness of it. We talked about um, looking at your clinical processes and how you can use outcome conversations to mitigate some of the burnout, as well as your business processes. We were talking last week about how it's important to know what kind of business you can have now, who, who you can see, how many of those people you can see, and when, and what you're going to charge. But then that brings up the next question of, well, then what, i'm not gonna
0: i how do i get the right people calling me like what if i refer out the people that i don't do good work with or that can't afford my fee or aren't on the insurance panels that i'm on but i'm not getting calls from anyone else what do i
1: do with that oftentimes when people make a shift in their business and if the phone slows they'll say it's because i raised my fee or i shifted this thing in my business but no one really knows what you're doing, shifting in your business. What they do know is what you put out in public, your visibility, how you're seen, and that all comes down to your marketing. And if you're doing good marketing, you won't get burnt out because you'll be speaking to the people who resonate with you, who call, who want to invest in working with you. And there's that synergy again. We're looking for the things that energize us, not deplete us so that we can mitigate that burnout in our business it is a
0: really exciting thing when you get people who call you on the phone who already know your fee or what insurance plans that you take they already feel a connection with you they understand how you work what Mm -hmm. they're agreeing to like they have informed consent and they're like hey 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 yeah 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 like yeah no like do you have appointments like (laughs) when can I get in to see you like I'm ready and willing it's a whole different piece and it's not to say that with perfect marketing like people you're not gonna have to have some conversations with people but the better your marketing is the the more that you can put the message out to the people you want to work with in the place where they are at Mm -hmm. and the more that your marketing really kind of like walks people down a path Oh, it changes the process and the outcomes. Not just, oh, it's easier to get the person to schedule. This person is prepared for what therapy looks like with you. They have already committed to, I know that it's gonna be an hour a week or 90 minutes a week, and oh, this person does a lot of homework or wow, this is gonna be really intensive work. I'm gonna do an intensive with them once a month where we're gonna work for six hours or whatever your particular dynamic is and how you do the work,
1: they're stoked on it. hmm And so when, it, when you align that marketing, again, if you're burnt out and you're not dealing with the marketing, <laughs> the phone is gonna ring with a lot of mismatch, right? So mm. in order, we wanna, check our state and change shift our state into a place of feeling more grounded and confident about the business we're creating and knowing our boundaries our limits what what is our wheelhouse you know staying within that and taking those outcome conversations that we've had with clients and taking that feedback and putting it into the marketing is going to be what changes everything i mean and when we say marketing we're talking online your website what you post on social media every your directory listings but also your in-person marketing this conversation. is
0: important yes a conversation with people it like you may have an assumption about how people perceive you or what they know about you. Mm-hmm. But often, right, we go to a networking meeting back in the olden days, right? When we could <laughs> all days. still be back in the in the olden days, the the PP days, the mm-hmm. pre-pandemic days. Mm-hmm. PP days? Is that what we're calling <laughs> no. it? No. <laughs> no, <Nope>. that's <laughs> not going to stick. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. Nope. I'm going. Come on, comment on the blog. I nope. want a review of the podcast. If you're down for pee-pee days. No. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) you would go to these places and people would go around the room and they would say, you know, hi. My name is so and so, and I see everybody from eight to AD. Um, and I had a coworker, a colleague who was a great therapist, an amazing therapist, and he would say, What's your specialization? He'd say, Anybody who'd pay me. Ha 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 ha. If their check cashes, you know, clears, that's great. Now, mm. I knew him to be a great therapist. He had an amazing skill set, but that is not a super attractive you know, particular format for like going like, Oh, this is what this person is, is great with. And I had to get to know him Mm -hmm. to know what that looks like. So, and there was this other, um, client that we had, one of our boot campers. she had been running a networking group for years. She'd been doing all this work, bringing in great speakers, everybody knew her, but she would give this general introduction every time and she never got referrals. And she talked about like, I don't know if this is like worth all this work cause she put hours into like getting speakers and doing all the things. And so when she finally came up with a clear marketing message for her website and then utilized that to come up with just her, here's what I'm gonna say about myself. And she was clear about what she, where she did her best work. Suddenly within a couple weeks, she got like four referrals from those people that she'd never gotten a referral from before why because we only have so many categories in our brains if you have a friend and they don't know a therapist at all and you say i'm a therapist you become the therapist Mm -hmm. in their brain right and you can be pretty general and they just know that Miranda's is the therapist. Mm-hmm. Here it is. But if you see anyone who they have more than one person in their life, one more than one type of healer, more than one type of therapist, one more than one option, then you, if you just put yourself into the healer category, you get lost in the shuffle versus if you say I specialize in working with angry couples. If you have angry couples, send them to me. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. I that was a I'm elevator glad pitch. I do that. Yeah, that was an <laughs> elevator pitch, not mine. This was another person's elevator pitch that she loved working with angry couples, and she loved working with um, couples where the 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 male, the heterosexual male, was um, a narcissist. I sent her all the angry couples and narcissist men. Like it was fantastic, and I still remember that now. That was you know probably 15 years ago or close-ish.
1: Yeah. I think when we talk about this marketing message, people think they have to reinvent the wheel for everything that they do. But our experience is that when you take this outcome conversation and you really start to hone in on what sets you apart. In boot camp, we have a saying, we don't compete, we stand out right? It's not about what other people do or say. It's about knowing what makes you unique as a healer, as a Mm -hmm. therapist, right? And that's this, that's one of the things that when we know confidently, like how we help others and that outcomes conversation can really help with that, then we can speak to it because otherwise I'm not going to remember you and I'm not going to really resonate with, can you really help me? But if you're really clear about this is how I help This is who I help and how I help so that this is the transformation that that they can experience. Mm, I want I'm I'm interested, you know. It's juicy. And for a lot of
0: you, you have maybe a couple of areas of interest or a couple areas of specialty. And so you end up in this place of saying like, well, I've got like four niches. So I'm just gonna list off these four yeah. specializations or niches or well, I do EMDR and I do DBT mm-hmm. and then I specialize in trauma and then I also do this other thing and ba ba ba. And again, our brains work. We wanna put people into a category. The more you give initially with a new person, often the the less that they're going to remember you.
1: They glaze over. Think about when you're reading. Like if you go to a website and you look at the services and it's a long list of 15, By service four, I'm like, I guess they do everything. I can't, my brain cannot take it all in. No. And so, but
0: if they say like, hey, here's who I am and how I work. And then they say, look, here's some of my specializations and I can click to that and read more about what they do. Then I can, I can feel a connection with them. Right. Just like if somebody was in front of you you wouldn't suddenly start rattling off all these different ways you could help them. You would say, oh, wow, based on your needs, here's what we would do. Here would be our first step, second step, third step.
1: And I think people get fearful of being really clear because they don't wanna leave people out. And again, that is a systemic issue from our training and and other kinds of jobs where we see whoever comes to the door, whoever is assigned to us. And then that sets us up for burnout. And so we want to reduce the burnout. We want to be clear about the work that energizes us, not to feel guilty about that. You wouldn't tell your client, you know, you should... Do all the jobs, you want them to focus on the thing that gives them joy, right? So, we want the same for you. So, when you're really clear, it improves not only outcomes because you're getting the right fit, but you reduce your burnout because of that synergy. And that is how marketing actually does impact your burnout. It's not, they're not separate here.
0: Mm-mm. And one of the things that's so interesting in terms of we back to that clinical outcomes conversation one of the the things scott miller's research is very clear in terms of he's worked with a lot of of clinicians and like who are the clinicians that get those like better outcomes than average like who are those super shrinks as he calls them and it's people who are very clear oh wow i'm working in this one area to get a little bit better to get a little bit better to get a little bit better if i'm working in such a broad range and I'm trying to get better in seven different clinical modalities and seven different clinical niches. Am I really making progress versus if half of my caseload or all of my caseload has some of these shared traits and I learn an intervention or I go to a consultant talking about this stuck point that kind of is extrapolated through this individual, then suddenly that one hour consultation or that four-hour training investment has a much bigger return in terms of your clinical work. And again, this is not saying that you can't have more than one niche or right. that you might not have sub, sub-niches sub or what have you, but in terms of your marketing, to get clear on what do I have space for, what do I need more of in my business, what do I want to be known for right now, and whether you're going to spend three months or 12 months on really getting that clear and then maybe you shift and you add something in maybe it's an ancillary service wow i work with teens this is i love working with teens this is what i do what have you and then maybe you're working with parent coaching of you know teen moms or whatever you know moms of teens and doing work with them and doing a group then you can have these things tie back together
1: And you're never stuck. I think that's the other reason why people avoid this in their marketing. They're afraid, oh my gosh, if I speak to couples and I get all couples, I don't know if I could do all couples. Well, the reality is, is that you will always have diversity in your referrals because why? Your clients will refer to you. They don't know necessarily that you only work with couples, but they know that you are great and you help them. And so when someone needs help, They're going to think of you and say, I know a therapist that's great. And that diversity will come there as well.
0: And as you have your eye on this, on your clinical outcomes and your clinical energy, you'll be able to know, oh, wow, that referral, I really feel energy. Wow. You know what? I do have the skills to help with this person. Or, ooh, actually, like that person's got a great personality, but like that would be not just a stretch for me clinically, that would be a stress for me clinically. That's actually not an area that I am trained in or that I want to be trained in. Mm -hmm. That's not an area that I'm looking at growing over this next year, right? So we want you to be intentional too about your clinical growth. And all this ties back into, right, your burnout. Mm -hmm. If you are sending yourself in 12 different directions, trying to market also to 12 different things, That's a lot of different social media posts. That's a lot of different conversations. It's a lot of different contacts to make traction in any one of these areas. And what we've found pretty consistently is when people are trying to market to all the things, it has less of a return. You don't get great referrals from just marketing this general practice.
1: And then you get calls that are a mismatch. And then maybe you don't refer out like you should or you book, you know, you book clients that aren't a good fit. And then we get stuck in that cycle again of where it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I am so burnt out. I'm so tired. This isn't working for me. And we keep doing things mm-hmm. that aren't working for us. Also, I know we're talking about burnout, but it's a benefit to these clients yeah. that you be clear because yeah. we want... The, the step between I need help to getting the help to be as short as possible. And if we, you know, we just, we're not clear, then it's hard for people to make a good decision for themselves. You're helping the client while also taking care of yourself in your marketing.
0: It's a powerful thing to know, like for me as a client, to say, here's what I'm struggling with and to read a website where somebody outlines my struggles and I go, yes, yes, yes. And they said, here's how I can help. And I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. Versus me going, oh, they seem kind of nice. And (laughs) you know, they have a nice smile. I mean, and then I have to like have a conversation then maybe go in. I remember what that felt like to go into multiple therapist offices. And I spent hundreds of dollars even back then, 15, 20 years ago, as a, as a graduate student, I spent hundreds of dollars just to determine which therapist I should go to.
1: Think about it, I mean, think about your own experience. And if you've never been to therapy, I really encourage you as a therapist to do that. I think it's, personally, I think it's very important. Um, but imagine yourself as like your ideal client, right? What, whoever you love working with, just pick one, right? And I want you to go online, and I want you to go try and find a therapist.